From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on what will be a very busy Tuesday program, the 16th day of May. A nice day out there as uh, we get a little nice weather for a change. We uh, watch as the Mets continue to fall apart. Yankees will be back in action tonight as they uh, make a stop in Kansas City with CeCe on the mound against Hamill. The Mets in... uh, to get Grenke tonight with Malone on the mound as they try to break their uh, disaster right now where they've, uh, you know, fallen completely apart. They have fallen into oblivion. And I want to do a little bit of a Met caucus at 2 o'clock just to get some guys' ideas. So I got a heater up. I rounded him up. Darling's away, so I haven't been able to find him. Um, and I tried to get Nelson Figueroa on. He wanted to come on, but SNY wouldn't let him come on for some dumb reason. So, you know, all summer when they have the Mets in the tank and no one's watching their uh, network, they'll uh, be begging to have guys on the air. But for some reason, they wouldn't let him come on today. So I have no idea what that's about. So they can figure that out. But uh, too bad for him. But So we'll do it with Ojeda. Uh, we have Bill Simmons coming up at 4. We have Ira coming up on the NBA. Uh, so we got a lot going on today. And a couple of things. And you got the draft lottery tonight. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because of Clyde who will be there with some wild suit on or what. I got I just got a feeling. Now it's I just got a feeling it's gonna be a good night for the Knicks. I don't know why I woke up with that feeling today. When I just saw it, I said, you know what? I just got a feeling the Knicks are due for just something good to happen. I, again, they only have a five point three percent chance of getting the number one pick. But I just got an idea. I just got a, it just came over me that they were going to have a good day. I don't know why. So we'll see if uh, Clyde brings them some uh, luck tonight. Uh, the Celtics move on last night, get a big, big uh, third quarter rally, and then uh, really Isaiah and Olenek with a big night last night, a really big night last night, uh, as they uh, beat the uh, Wizards in game number seven. So the Wizards, who led it to half, and opened up a five-point lead in the third quarter. Couldn't hold them off. Uh, it got to 13. They cut it back down to five. But then a couple of big baskets, and they went on to a 10-point win to the Celtics. Now they get a chance to play the uh, Cavs. And then, of course, the uh, Warriors tonight in action in game number two uh, against San Antonio without uh, Leonard. So that's where we are. And then, of course, the draft lottery tonight, as we said. So uh, the Knicks' future will be in the hands tonight of uh, Walt Frazier. Looking for a little luck tonight. So we'll see if Clyde uh, brings them some luck. Luck is not what the Mets have right now. They've made a move here. Uh, No, they have not sent the whole bullpen. Uh, to the minors, uh, although they would like to. Uh, they have brought in a reliever who was cut by about four teams this year, so it shows you what he can do, uh, in uh, Neil Ramirez, and they have put Cabrera on the DL. So if you watch them last night, watch the bullpen implode again. I mean, uh, it's just gotten absolutely just awful. Uh, on a night where they get a well-pitched starting game, they can't score any runs, and then they give up basically uh, homer after homer after homer. The Knicks, I mean, the Mets are having a, a game every inning, every game this week. There seems to be like this five, six, seven, eight run outburst by the other team at some point in the game. Matter of fact, they have given up at least a four run inning in a record number of games now. So as the Mets spin out of control, and right now they are eight back in the loss column. And they are already four and a half out in a wild card. And the question is, what do you do with this team going forward? And the answer is probably not a lot. I mean, there really isn't much you can do when you have absolutely nothing going on. I mean, they have no pitching right now. Uh, 
None. So if you're, if you're in a situation where you just have no pitching, where you have no starting pitching, you have no relief pitching, there's not much you can do. They can't even field a, uh, a professional unit right now. So the Met pitching has just fallen off a cliff. And the way you look at it is they're already eight games behind in the division, and they're already four and a half behind four teams in the wild card in the middle of May. Now, no one's going to cash their season in in May, and no one's, t- no one's saying cash your season in. But you're not going to mortgage your future for what this looks like now. That you're not going to do. What you're going to do is you're going to play it as hard as you can play it. If you got somebody in the minors who can help, bring them up. If you can get something for nothing, bring it in. If you can take a chance on something, take a chance. There's no reason not to. Whatever you want to try and do, try it. There's no reason not to. But you're not going to spend next year's currency in any way for what is a team that is just completely spiraling out of control. This is starting to look very much like a 90-loss team. And it's, it's starting very much to look like a lost season. It really is. And frankly, I've got to be honest with you. It doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon. They don't have Saberhagen. They, I mean Saberhagen. They don't have Syndergaard. They don't have Familia. Harvey's completely out there somewhere. No one knows where. They can't reel him in. You know, DeGrom's even got some wild issues, even though he gives you pretty much a good game. He strikes out a lot of guys. They don't have even anything that resembles five starters. Because Selman's been awful. Now he might go to the pen. You got Malone here, but you know what? Who knows if he's going to give you two games? I mean, last week he gave you five innings and everyone was, you know, going crazy. Is he going to raise, you know, six or seven? Oh, five, almost almost six. I shouldn't, I shouldn't make it seven. It's 5.88. Um, you don't have a bullpen right now. The bullpen's been exhausted. It has been pounded into oblivion, and it's had to pitch three and four innings every night. So you have no bullpen. You have no starting rotation. You got injuries everywhere you turn around. All right, Cespedes might be a week away or something. All right, that's fine. They got a couple of guys hitting. They got a couple of guys not hitting at all. And the Nationals have basically, you know, eight guys hitting over 350, and they're already eight games in front uh, in a bad division. So what are you looking at? You're looking at a very, very long season. And sometimes if you're Sandy Alderson, you're Terry Collins, you're the owners, you have to just say, you just got to let it go and try and see if it gets better. Because there's not much you can do to fix it. There's There's no magic recipe right now. You're not giving up kids to try and bring in some mediocre players and try and fix this thing. And you're just going to hope that it does not this early in the season, and that's where you are right now. You got to hope that this thing just doesn't spiral out of control. And next thing you know, and that's a ten games under five hundred. Because if this team gets ten games under five hundred, it's not coming back. It's just not because un- unless they are going to get healthy very quickly, and I show me how that happens. You know, show me that. Matt's is on his way back. Show me that, you know, Lugo's ready to come back. Show me that you're hearing good things about anything. And maybe you could start to come up with something. But until they see some new guys or some healthy old guys come flying back through the door, uh, it is a rough, rough situation that doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon. You know, even when they come home and play the Angels, not going to get better. And right now they still got to get through Arizona tonight with Greinke. Tomorrow, 
And Arizona can knock the ball out of the park, as you saw again last night. Uh, and, you know, they're playing over 500 baseball, so at least they're, you know, enthusiastic about things right now. And they're playing well at home. So right now the Mets have to watch not getting swept in Arizona tonight and then tomorrow afternoon. You can't like tonight's matchup when uh, Greinke is, who's pitched well, you know, he's Greinke. I mean, uh, is going against a guy who would be lucky if he gave you five innings and three runs. I mean, if you, you'd sign for that right now. And that's against Greinke. So it's not a very, very good situation. You know, it's amazing. We heard all the outcry about how the, it just shows you that the organization's out of control, can't control their players. How come it's an outcry when Syndergaard doesn't tell the Mets something, but it's not even a story when Chapman doesn't tell the, Mets, the Yankees something? I mean, a little bit of a double standard there. I mean, it just shows you not everybody is honest about injuries. Chapman hid this injury from the Yankees. So that's what we find out now. Is that an indictment on the Yankees? Of course not. It happens with injuries. So my point was, if it was a Met, it would be a disaster. And it would just, oh, it just shows you the organ. It never would happen. So many people said last week, never would happen with the Yankees. That would, yeah, it would never happen with the Yankees. Well, the Yankees just told you that Chapman concealed the injury from them. So it does happen, and it does happen to everybody, even the Yankees. And the Yankees right now need to get their pitching back together because, listen, their offense is not going to continue to score 11 runs a game. I'm sorry. Despite the fact you think it is, it's not going to continue to score 11 runs a game. Maybe seven, but not 11. And right now it's been scoring a whole bunch of runs, but lately the pitching has not been very good. So we'll see what it is tonight with CeCe, who obviously has struggled of late in his last 15 innings. He's allowed 18 runs. They get a Kansas City team that is starting to say, hey, you know what, should we take a run at this season? Should we not? What do you think, guys? You know, now they've won four games in a row. They've won seven to ten. So Kansas City's trying to decide whether they want to get into this thing this year or not. You know, we all want to be traded off or we all want to be hanging out together this August. That's really what Kansas City's trying to decide. But they have won four games in a row. So uh, we'll see what their reaction is as they... uh, take on the Yankees uh, in the matchup uh, that begins this evening. So we're there. We got all the basketball. We have uh, nothing on the court now with the Warriors, especially with Leonard out. And But we do have the draft lottery at halftime to have a little fun with. And hopefully, we'll see, can Walt Frazier, can he bring the Knicks some some luck, something they have not had a whole lot of, or good fortune, or just some good karma, uh, you know, as they tonight he will be the representative. Everyone can think back to the days of Dave DeBuscher, uh and what went on once many, many years ago. So is that an issue? We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But uh, right now, for the Yankees, they are still obviously in very good shape record-wise as they hit the road. The Mets... How much worse can it get? Bobby Hojeda will join us in a couple minutes. Ira on the NBA. Bill Simmons will join us after four. We'll chat about NBA mostly, but some other things with Bill, too, who will join us a little later. And talking about Bill Sight, the ringer, uh, uh, Kay Baker, who's a great writer, did a tremendous piece on looking back over the 20 years. And I was part of the piece. So was Breen and Pat Riley and a bunch of other people. 
20-year history of basically a look back at the Heat-Nick rivalry. And think back, and it makes you sad if you do, to what Springs used to be like around here when the Knicks were kings, when the Knicks mattered, when the Knicks were basically topic A. And you think back to those tremendous battles, not just the ones the Knicks had with the Bulls or the ones they had with the Pacers. This one really zeroes in on that four-year you know, four playoff run that the Knicks and the Heat had and what went on in those wild series. And they were wild. And they were just, you know, physical and intense and tough. And, you know, it, it just takes you back to when basketball around here was really special. And every spring, you knew you would have a big spring night at the Garden. You knew you'd have a Sunday afternoon when you'd... I can't think of how many times I'd walk out of Madison Square Garden on a Sunday afternoon into the bright sunshine on a beautiful May day. And you'd be, you know, coming out of some, you know, some big event that just happened big basketball game that just happened on a Sunday. They used to have so many of those, so many Friday nights, so many Sunday nights. I mean, you remember those so well, but it seems like, you know, sometimes it seems like only yesterday, but it's a long, long time ago for the Knicks since they've had anything that even approached that. And you'd like to see them maybe take a step uh, towards that again, but check that out uh, because it really is a terrific, terrific feature on uh, that rivalry and everything that went on, whether you're talking about the Van Gundy stuff on the court with morning, whether you're talking about the whole Riley, the Miami stuff, or you're talking about when they left the bench and everything went on with the suspensions. I mean, you, you know, if you were around then, man, that was chaos, craziness, and just all we talked about every minute, Every minute we talked about the Knicks. I mean, think about it. Could you imagine a week now where the only thing we talked about in the whole week would be the Knicks? Could you imagine? These guys now who are here could never imagine one minute where we would have a week where we talk only Knicks. We probably haven't talked a show's worth of Knicks in five years. We used to do Knicks. I would say we did Knicks for a month straight where there was nothing else that mattered. You might mention a couple of baseball scores and what was going on in the early season, but the Knicks owned the town every spring, every single year. And it was always something wild happening. And it really takes you back to how long ago that was, because it was a while ago. It was a long time ago. But uh, it's a fascinating piece on the ring. You can check that out. And as we said, Bill Simmons will be on later today. So we've got a busy show for you. We'll get your calls in, then we'll get Ojeda, then we'll get Ira, we'll get Bill Simmons. Uh, and who knows? Maybe Nelson F- uh, Figueroa will get a uh, reprieve before 2 o'clock. Here's CeeLo.